Welcome to the Attracting Lasting Love podcast presented by CoachingWithRoy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithRoy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello again, and welcome to another edition of the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. My name is Roy Biancalana, and I might be out of my mind because I am going to turn over the microphone today to a guest speaker, and I'm going to allow him to give you an opposing point of view. I'm bringing this person on, I guess, I don't really know why I'm doing this. I'm taking a risk because I really might lose a lot of you as as my podcast listeners. I mean, you might be scratching your head about why I'm doing this. So let me try to explain it as best I can. Whenever I watch Fox or CNN, I sort of have some respect when, say, CNN has a Republican on the air giving an opposing point of view. And I sort of respect when Fox has a Democrat on to give an opposing view. And I've never had anybody on the podcast giving an opposing view. In fact, I have always stood for, you know, there are a lot of other platforms in the world where you can get bad relationship advice. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There's a lot of other places you can go, um, to get the conventional wisdom and perspectives that will just kind of ruin your life and ruin your love life, in my view. And so I've always said, I'm just, I'm not going to have anybody on here to, to do that. There's plenty of other options for them. But then I began to think, you know, maybe, maybe it's not fair. So I don't know. I mean, you can tell me later on if you think this was ridiculous and I shouldn't have done it. But I am going to turn the microphone over to someone who basically stands for the exact opposite of what this podcast is all about, right? This podcast is about how to attract lasting love. This is how to have great relationships, intimate and otherwise, right? Everything I'm talking about in this podcast almost always are insights and wisdom and perspectives to help you create relationships that are wonderful, that are healthy, that last, right? Well, the title of this guy's talk is How to Stay Single. And his subtitle is Mastering the Attitude That Will Ruin Your Love Life. (laughs) Now, this guy told me when we we were talking about this and we were uh, kind of talking about what he was going to share and what his title and topic would be, you know, he told me he's got you know, 25, 30 different topics that he could talk about on how to ruin your love life and how to stay single and how to have awful relationships with your children and your friends and your family and your coworkers, right? This guy's got a lot of material, evidently, uh, on how to do that. But I didn't want him, you know, to be just giving a nine-hour podcast here. So I said, can you give me one? And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll give you the attitude 
that will ruin your love life. So that's what he's going to talk about today. He's going to tell you how to stay single and focus on one single attitude that will do the trick, in his opinion. So am I nuts? I I, I probably am. But I'm going to do it anyway. Um, maybe we all learn something. I don't know. Um, you know how I always stand for curiosity and being open to learning and you know, that kind of stuff. So I guess maybe I try to practice what I preach here and have somebody on that, uh, you know, has a very opposing point of view. Now, let me tell you a little bit about this guy. Um, he, he practices what he preaches. I've known this guy for decades. His relationships are awful. I mean, awful. The guy's been divorced a couple times. He's been dumped. He's got more drama than anybody I've ever known. Uh, he's estranged from his children. Um, he can't hold a job. Um, I'm sort of a friend, but not really, because I really can't stand to be around the guy that much. Um, I, maybe I just feel like I just you know, want to be nice, you know, and just kind of placate him, you know, so I guess we're acquaintances, but this, this guy's relationships are an absolute disaster. Um, and so maybe he, maybe he knows what he's talking about. All right. So the other thing I'm going to tell you about this guy, uh, before I give you his name, um, and this is going to be weird. Okay. It's just, it's just a coincidence. It, there's no explaining this, but you're going to find out very quickly. This guy sounds just like me. I mean, it's almost as if I have a twin brother. This guy sounds, his voice sounds just like mine. But I'm just telling you, it's just a coincidence. It's not. He just sounds like me. So try, you know, just try to not pay attention to that part. Okay, so without further ado, let, let me just, let me just bring this guy on, and uh, I'll come back afterwards and see if anybody's still listening, and if anybody's going to listen to this podcast next week or ever again, because um, it is a big risk, I think, on my point, on my part. So let me tell you this guy's name. It's, it's a very strange name. Um, he uses an initial. You know, like that actor, Michael B. Jordan, right? I guess he has to throw the B in there so nobody confuses him with Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. So this guy, you know, is this pompous ass, frankly. Because um, that's, really, this guy is a pompous ass. Um, arrogant and condescending, um, you know. And by the way, I've known this guy, like I said, for decades. This guy hasn't changed since the first day I've known him, he has literally, I can't think of any way in which he's grown or learned anything or improved in any aspect of his life. He's just the same person he's always been with these awful relationships and a very strange name. Okay. This guy's name is Ego B. Single. I know. Right? Stupid, right? Ego be, what kind of name is that? Ego be single. But without further ado, let me turn the microphone over to ego be single. Well, 
Hello, and um, thank you, Roy, for that uh, wonderful introduction. I I didn't know you felt that way about me. Um, I think you're full of shit, frankly. Um, I think you um, are projecting a lot of stuff onto me, and and you're uh, you know being very unfair. And and who are you to be talking about me in that way? Because we all know that uh, <laughs> you got your own problems, Roy. But Anyway, um, I'm, I'm glad, I'm surprised to be offered this opportunity to give a, a counterpoint to all the crap that you peddle on this podcast about, you know, how to attract lasting love, yada, yada, yada. Who wants all that crap? I'm here to tell you, man, it's way better having awful relationships and being single and, and stuff like that. So my name is Ego Be Single. Ego is my name and being single is my game, all right? And that, that's what I'm about. That's my brand. Ego is my name. Being single is my game. So I want to talk with you today about a topic. Before I, before I say what it exactly is, I want to point something out that you already know. This is just a truth that Roy would not even disagree with this. This is just a truth. And that is, that you and I and anyone, we are constantly receiving feedback from the world in which we live. We are constantly getting feedback. Sometimes that feedback might be given from a positive perspective or from someone or something that wants the best for us. Sometimes that feedback could be coming from someone from a negative perspective, someone that does not want the best for us, someone might maybe that hates us or is jealous of us or doesn't like us. But every person on the planet is constantly getting feedback. Information is being sent our way all the time from dozens of different directions. Okay? So for instance... Your body is always giving you feedback. That's what pain is. <laughs> you do something to your body and it goes, ouch. It's telling you, oh, something's wrong there. You shouldn't be doing that, right? So your, your body is always giving you feedback. You could go to the doctor and the doctor could take your vital signs. What are those? That's feedback, as to how your system is operating, right? It's, it's information being given to you about your heart rate, your temperature, your blood pressure, and so forth, okay? Your cholesterol levels, um, you know, any you know, testosterone levels, estrogen levels. I mean, all, all this stuff is, is feedback that you're getting from your body, okay? And you, I mean, listening to that might not be a bad thing to do. You also get feedback from your emotions. And that's kind of what emotions are. Emotions are sort of the energetic body reacting to things and it's giving you feedback. Right? If if you've got anxiety, the anxiety is showing up in your body to tell you something. Depression, anger, loneliness, um, stress, boredom, 
really, you, you could think of all of the emotions that you experience as sort of giving you feedback about the way you're living, what you're doing, what you're believing, you know, what attitudes you have, relationships that you're in. Your emotions are like a real source of wisdom, you could say. They're, 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 they're arising to maybe open your eyes about something. It's giving you feedback. Something's wrong. Something's right. Something to pay attention to. Something to deal with. You follow me? Um, any kind of results that you get are feedback. Whether it's you stand on a scale and you get a result, the number, to you go out for a, for a jog and you're out of breath after 50 yards, to results at work, whether you, you, you get a raise or a promotion or you get laid off or fired. Right? We have all kinds of results in our lives. You know, things that are happening based upon our efforts, our commitments, our engagements, our involvements. There's results are happening all the time. It's feedback about our performance or lack thereof or, right? People are always offering you feedback. I mean, what is, criti- what is criticism? It might be mean-spirited. But it is feedback, isn't it? I mean, they're, 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 they're saying, I think this, or you should be doing that. And again, some people are giving constructive criticism. Some people are giving destructive criticism. But either way, it is feedback. Correct? So you get rejected when you ask somebody out. Isn't that feedback? A relationship goes for a couple months and then it falls apart. Isn't that feedback? A relationship starts out with a lot of chemistry and then it, then it kind of fizzles. You put a profile online and you're not getting any responses. Isn't, isn't that kind of feedback? Or you put a profile online, you get lots of responses or you put a, you, you're just out in the world and you, you keep being attracted to or attracting certain kinds of people and certain kinds of patterns? Isn't isn't that kind of feedback? Look at what I'm experiencing. Look at the results I'm experiencing in my love life. Do you follow me? So any kind of problems that we are having, especially when they're recurring problems, is sort of feedback. So that this is the the, the, the whole basis for what I want to share to you with you today on how to stay single and, and, and of course, mastering the attitude that will ruin your love life is all based upon what do you do with the feedback that you're always getting? How do you respond to all of this stuff? Okay. I'm here to tell you that the way to stay single and the way to really have awful relationships is to respond to your feedback with defensiveness. Oh my God. Defensiveness is so underrated. It is the attitude that will just ruin everything in your life. It it really will. And I don't know why anybody hasn't noticed this. I don't know why anybody doesn't 
to talk about this and teach this, but this is the single attitude that has been the greatest thing for my life. And it has really led to what Roy was saying, you know, my divorces and being dumped and all the drama and the difficulty and, you know, I'm pretty alone and I don't have a lot of friends and my kids are estranged from me and people don't want to hang out with me and, you know, I can't get a date and, you know, it's awesome. I, I, I mean, I live an awesome life and I'm telling you, defensiveness is how I do it. It, it's the key to everything. So I want to talk about this today. I want to help you become really defensive. Now, here's the thing. I respect you. See, I, I, I know that you're pretty good at this. In other words, I'm the master of this. I've been working my whole life at being defensive, but I notice that everybody's pretty good at this because it's, it's kind of what the ego does, Right? That's why I'm named that way. Ego's my name, man. The result, be single, right? But we all have an ego. So we're all pretty good at this defensiveness thing. But I just think we can get better at it. I think we can really, really get a clear understanding of being defensive, what it means, the benefits of it, and and then how to become more defensive, Right? So I respect you. I, I think I think you have a defensive part of you. I'm just here to tell you it's not strong enough. You need to be more defensive to have the you know to, to stay single and really have awful relationships and lose your jobs over and over again and never grow, never learn anything, never be happy. You know, I mean, all that kind of stuff. So if you want that kind of life, it's not good enough to just have a little defensive part of you that sometimes, you know, comes up and bites you in the butt. It really is about you wanting to become the most defensive person you can possibly be. I mean, really master this. And I'm, and, and I, I'm surprised Roy is on here letting me tell you this, but he, he is. And so I'm going to take the, the full opportunity to help you ruin your life. Like I've ruined mine. Okay. So, I, so my outline is this. Um, I, I want to def, I want to give you a definition of defensiveness so that we really know what we're after, okay? Um, and and then, you know, I want to give you the benefits of this. Oh, the, the benefits are just unbelievable. And, and you've you've felt a few of them already. Maybe you know again to a small degree, but you're not going to be that surprised. You're you're going to recognize. Ooh, yeah, I'm a little familiar with that. But again. I want to really spout and promote the benefits because the more that you see what this can do for you, the more you're going to want to be committed to becoming the most defensive person you can possibly be, right? And then I'm going to wrap up and I'm go- I got a clear outline here. I've, I've been working on this because this is an opportunity. I can't believe I'm doing it, but I'm going to give you an outline on how to develop this four steps or four things you can do to become a very defensive person and stay single and basically have a terrible love life with everybody. Okay. So let's start with the definition. All right. The definition of defensiveness is having the commitment to being right in order to protect your self image. Okay. That's, that's my motto. 
That's what defensiveness is. And every word of that definition is important. Let me break this down for you very quickly. First, it's a commitment. I mean, this is an intention. This is like, I am committed to this. This is the way I want to live, right? That's what, it, that's what a commitment is, the way I want to live. And it's the commitment to being right, right? When you're defensive, you are a person of conviction. And I love that because most of the world really thinks being a person of conviction is a, is a great attitude. And, and I'm with them. It really is because when you have a conviction, you never fall into that, the big mistake, which is curiosity. You never want to let yourself become curious about yourself or about your results or about the feedback. You want to be committed to being right about your beliefs, about yourself, about your way, right? So defensiveness is a commitment to being right, not having any curiosity or openness, but kind of being closed, being shut down. It's, it's sort of like having your fingers in your ears. I don't want to hear it. I'm not open to it. So it's a commitment to being right in order, because it's got a purpose, in order to protect your self-image right? You have a way of viewing yourself. Like you, you view yourself a certain way. If somebody said, tell me about yourself, give me 10 qualities about yourself, right? What you would be describing is your self image. It's, it's the image you have of yourself, right? I'm a good person. I'm nice. I'm polite. I'm considerate. I'm generous. I'm compassionate, Right? And let me tell you, the ego really has um, a very high self-image. The ego in you, the ego in me thinks we're God's gift, right? And it, it really is, I'm a good person, right? So you, you have this image of yourself. This is who you see yourself of being, right? I'm not racist. I'm not homophobic. I'm not xenophobic. I'm not transphobic. I'm not, uh, what? I mean, there's, ah, oh, there's so many ways in which we define ourselves and, and ways in which we see ourselves. And, and when we see ourselves a certain way, if, if, if we get feedback that differs with the way we see ourselves, or the way in which we want to see ourselves, or the ways in which we believe ourselves to be. If we get feedback from someone or something that that disagrees with that, that might be maybe the opposite of the way we see ourselves, well, this is where our defensiveness. We start defending ourselves. What are we defending? We're defending our self-image. No, I'm not that. Oh, I, I don't have that problem. No, no, I don't hate men. I don't have any problem with women, right? So, because that, that's something that happens a lot. You, you might talk to someone, right? You, you might uh, have a conversation and, and they're telling you about their love life and their history and different things that have happened and how they've been raised. And, you know, they're just telling you about their life. And, and you might say, wow, it, 
frankly, it kind of sounds like you don't like women very much. Or it sounds like, you know, sounds like you've got a lot of anger toward men. Oh, no, I don't. No, 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 because no, because I'm not an angry person. Um, no, no, everybody's wonderful and everybody means well and they have their backgrounds and their self other, right? So when someone would say something that doesn't fit the way you see yourself or the way you want everybody else to see you, then you have to become defensive. You have to defend your self-image. You have to protect it to keep it intact because God forbid you learn something that doesn't fit your self-image. I mean, God forbid you get an accurate view of your ego. I mean, God forbid that you open up to the possibility that you are a loving, compassionate, generous person, but you've also got that racist side of you or that prejudiced side of you or whatever it might be. I mean, you, you, you right. So this is why defensiveness is so important because defensiveness will keep you from truth. And that really is the key to my life. The commitment to, to not really be about, you know, wanting to know what's true and what's real. It's more about I'm going to protect the model I have made for myself in my head. I have this image. I have this model. It's like, you know how Michelangelo, was that who, who created the statue of David? I think, that was, I think it was Michelangelo. Um, he created a statue out of marble, right? And that's kind of like what we do. We create in a, a statue of ourselves, an image of ourselves, our internal self-image. And we chip away this and we chip away that. And this is, this is who we are. This is what I am. This is what I'm not, right? And so we have this image of ourselves. And anytime someone doesn't see it or says something that doesn't fit it, or doesn't agree with it, we're going to get defensive. And rightly so, because, you know, you have to, you have to defend your ego. You have to defend who you think you are. Because again, God forbid you find out maybe the reality of the way your ego is. Okay. So does, so does that make sense? That it's the commitment to being right in order to protect our self-image. And of course, the opposite, you know, the opposite is curiosity. Sort of having the motto, hmm, I wonder how that's true. Right? I mean, that's, I don't want to spend much time on that because that's the nonsense that Roy tells you and, you know, any anybody else that's on a mindful consciousness path is going to tell you that, maybe the best perspective to have in your life is to respond to any kind of feedback and say, hmm, I wonder how that could be true. How is that true? Right? Because curiosity is about a commitment to learning, saying I don't really want to defend my ego and keep it all intact. I, I kind of want to expand and, and, and really know the truth about what's going on and, and, and who I am. Right. So now, so again, you've heard enough of that crap and you know that that's bullshit. Right. We want to be defensive because we want to stay single and we want to have awful relationships and get fired from our jobs and have people not want to hang around us and all that kind of stuff. So there you go. So it's defensiveness is how you do it. Now, what are the benefits of this? Um, 
well, I've already mentioned so many of them. Um, let me see if I can nail it down like the three. Defensiveness causes blindness. Defensiveness causes blindness. A little bit like, remember when you were a kid, and I don't know how old you are, but as a kid, if you sat really close to the TV, your mom said, don't sit too close to the TV, it'll make you blind, right? Or perhaps you were told that if you masturbate, you're going to go blind. (laughs) So um, we'll just leave it at that. Um, And so, but no, really what causes blindness is not glaucoma or some sort of retinal damage. No, no, no. It's defensiveness. See, when you're defensive, you're not open to learning. So you never see your blind spots. See, because when you're committed to being right, you're seeing, you're, you're saying, I see myself. I see all of myself. I see who I am. And by definition, you know, you, you, you can't see your blind spots. That's why it's called a blind spot. You can't see it. So that's why when you're defensive, you think you're right. Because as far as you can see, you are right. Right? So a defensive person really, really argues with the idea that I have a blind spot at all. Oh my God, I'm so self-aware. By the way, you one of the keys, one of the keys that you are excelling in defensiveness is if you find yourself telling people how self-aware you are. This, this is, this, oh my God. It's just really dawning on me how much this has been a key factor in my life because I am one to tell people whether it's my coach or my friends, I working into conversations, I'm telling how self-aware I am. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty self-aware for the average bear. You know, uh, you know, I, 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 I got a pretty good understanding of kind of what makes me tick, right? So anytime you find yourself sort of telling other people that you're self-aware, that's the sign that you are my homie. You are on the path of being really growing in your defensiveness, because defended people will tell you, I'm right. I mean, I'm pretty self-aware. I know what's going on, right? So defensiveness causes blind spots because you're never open to seeing what you can't see. You're never open to learning something that you're not aware of. So defensive people never have aha moments and they never have breakthroughs because they're so committed to being right and protecting their self-image, they never see anything new. By definition, you can't see anything new. It's like if you have your fingers in your ears, you can't hear anything. Nothing new can get in because you're blocking, right? So that's one of the the first benefits. This just makes you blind to reality. It makes you blind to your patterns. It makes you blind to your blind spots and maybe your relationship personas and uh, how maybe your childhood has conditioned you to be some way. And it just keeps you in the dark. Okay. That's a great way to say it. You know, defensiveness causes darkness. <laughs> okay. So, I'm telling you, it's awesome. Right. The second thing is um, defensiveness causes distance. And I've mentioned this. The, the more defensive you are, the more you're going to find yourself isolated. 
and lonely and separate because defensiveness is pushing back on people. See, people and circumstances are trying to come toward you to give you feedback because life wants the best for you. Life wants to evolve you. And life uses all kinds of weird ways to do it. Even your enemies that criticize you and mean you harm, they don't even know it, but they're being used by God or the universe or life, or whatever you want to call it. They are in service of your growth. Yeah, I, I can't, there was that, there was that thing in the Bible with Job. Didn't, didn't he say something like, you meant it for evil, but God used it for good? Or, or was that with maybe Jacob and the Israelites uh, when they were in bondage. Now, there's, there's some story in, in the Bible where, where this person's point of view was, you meant it for evil toward me, but God used it for good. See, so, so defensiveness causes distance because you're pushing away everything that is meant to evolve you and help you grow. And to shatter your self-image and come into a real alignment with the truth of who you are and what makes you tick. So when you're defensive, you just are disagreeing with people. You're pushing back. You're not open. You're, you're, not, a, you're, you're not listening. you got your fingers in your ear. I don't want to hear about it, right? And that, that will push people away. Who, who will want to hang along with, with someone who who never is open to any feedback about how they're being experienced, right? So that's what I mean. Blindness causes, I mean, defensiveness causes blindness. It causes distance. That's all, that's what I mean by keeping you single. Um, and then lastly, again, we mentioned this, defensiveness causes patterns. It, it, it causes patterns to repeat. Because when you experience something, when you're defensive, you're never looking at, okay, what can I learn from this? You know, what's my part in this? Uh, what am I missing here? What am I unaware of? And, and so when you don't have curiosity, you don't learn anything, which means you're going to be in Groundhog Day. You're going to keep experiencing the same thing. You're going to have another boss that doesn't understand you. You're going to have more coworkers that are just bitches or bastards and they're selfish and it's not fair. You're going, to, you're going to go from job to job to job and it's going to be like one workplace after another is they're all the same. That's what defensiveness will do. It'll make it look like it's always the same. You'll have these patterns repeat. You'll keep attracting the same kinds of partners and the same kinds of problems because you're just not learning anything. You are, you are like me. You are maintaining that I am right about whatever is happening. And so therefore, I'm not open to seeing another perspective. You know, there's a saying that like smart people, smart people, I think they're dumb people, but they say smart people are like always, what do, what do I not know that I don't know, right? It's, it's some phrase like that. What do I don't know that I don't know that I don't know, right? In other words, they think smart people are always looking for the blind spots and looking to learn 
about, you know, like Roy always talks about the Wizard of Oz, right? He's behind the curtain, pulling the levers, turning the knobs. See, let me tell you, looking for the wizard, you know, the stuff that's behind the curtain of your awareness that is producing your results and all that. That's so, that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's a waste of your time and your energy. Um, if you want to stay single, right, and have awful relationships, you know, just don't be interested in what you don't know about yourself. Don't be open to anybody giving you any feedback about it. I mean, certainly do not respond to any result you get or any feedback you get with, I wonder how that's true. As much as it doesn't fit my self-image, as much as everything in me and my ego wants to argue and fight it and tell you how it's not true, do not ever let go of that. Maintain that. Do not fall into the ridiculous attitude of, ooh, how is it true? If somebody says, I think you, you have a real anger toward men, don't ever say, God, I wonder how that's true. Right? Um, that that because that will lead to well, that will lead to learning things about yourself that will lead to relationships that are healthy and 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 breakthroughs and so forth. And we don't want any of that shit, right? So, all right. So, those are the real benefits of defensiveness. Those are the reasons why you should say, "I want to learn how to be more defensive." Okay. And those are, it's, it's, it causes blindness, it causes distance, and it causes patterns to repeat, right? That's a, that's a pretty good resume right there, right? That's what, well, that's what my life is like, right? I haven't learned, like, Roy, Roy was sort of right about what he was saying about me. Like, yeah, I haven't learned a single thing about me in, in, in decades. I haven't changed, haven't grown, haven't learned anything, uh, I, I developed a very a strong self-image when I was very young, and I've just been defending that, you know. And I'm going to do it till kingdom come. Um, and it creates distance and patterns, and I, you know, I've experienced all that myself. And I'm, you know, it's it's great. So now, what I want to tell you is how to become more defensive. Okay, these are these are ways to respond to feedback, and if you respond these ways. You strengthen your defensiveness and you become more and more defended, which means, you know, you end up having all these terrible relationships and being single and ruin your love life. Okay. So here's my outline. The first thing, okay, to develop defensiveness is define feedback as personal. Okay. When you get feedback from someone, when someone says, I noticed this, or this bothers me, or you said this and it hurt my feelings, um, you did this, right? Any, anytime you're getting feedback from someone, whether someone means it for your benefit or someone's criticizing you and trying to take you down and out, no matter, no matter why they're giving you the feedback, take it personal. Make it be about who you are and don't fall into seeing it as this is life trying to help me grow and wake up a little bit. Take it personal. Define feedback as a personal attack. 
make it be about who you are, not not what you did or an attitude you have or a behavior that you're doing that you might not know is giving off, you know, certain, you know, certain perspectives or, uh, you know, that you, that people are experiencing you in a certain way. So don't take it as something that you can learn about yourself and how to be a healthier functioning individual. Make it personal. Like, make it be about you. I, you know, they're saying there's something wrong with me. I'm bad. I'm wrong. I'm the worst, right? Make it personal because the more personal you take it, the more you then will need to protect that self-image because the self-image is, well, the self-image is personal. (laughs) It's your self-image, right? So define feedback. Anytime you get it, just, just almost brush it off. But so they're just attacking me, you know, you know, or, or, you know, take it personal. It's about who I am rather than an attempt to correct a behavior or to maybe help me be more successful in some part of my life. Um, yeah. And you could be talking to a friend about some argument you had with a partner and your friend might say something to you. I don't know. I think maybe they've got a point. See right there is your chance to take that personal. Are you taking their side? You're saying I'm a bad husband. Are you saying I'm a bad guy and there's something wrong with me? You know, right? That that would be the best way to respond to maybe a friend saying, I don't know, maybe maybe your your boss is maybe got something for you to pay attention to. Right? Or maybe you got rejected. Um because Maybe the way you're approaching men or approaching women um, isn't isn't real healthy, isn't working very well. See, whenever something like that comes your way, just define it as like some sort of personal attack. Okay, that's the first way. Second way, deflect feedback as projection. Okay, the first way, define feedback as personal. Second way to grow in defensiveness is to define the feedback as projection. Oh, you spot it, you got it. Okay? Since you're seeing that in me, since you're giving me feedback, well, really what that is, is it's true in your life, but you can't own it. So you're just projecting your shit onto me. You're seeing something in yourself that you don't like and you can't face and you're seeing it over here in me. So I am just going to deflect what you're offering me, whatever feedback it is. I'm just going to make it be about you. It's not about me. It's about you. Now, here's what's interesting. Roy would tell you that there is some truth in that, that if you spot it, you got it, right? But I'm here to tell you, you know, forget about that. Forget about that. Um, No matter what it is, you know, you, you want to just deflect it. Like it, it comes toward you, bounces right off of you. And you know, what was that saying as kids, you know, um, whatever you say to me bounces off of me and sticks to you or something, right? Just, just frame it as, no, that's not about me got nothing to do with me. You're just projecting your shit onto me. 
and it's all about you. And so you just deflect it and it never lands and you never, you never wonder even if it is, even if it is projection, how might it still be true? Right. Cause Roy would tell you, even if somebody's projecting something onto you, that doesn't mean that it's not true of you. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's, both could be true in Roy's mind that someone could be totally not aware of something and they see a quality in you that is really a disowned part of them and then they're giving it to you um, as a projection. But that doesn't mean the quality isn't true of you. That's what Roy would say. I'm saying, oh, fuck that. Right? That's nonsense. You know, when is projection? It, none of it is true for me. If there's any projection... There's nothing for me to learn here at all, okay? That's how you become defensive. Freaking awesome, right? So you define feedback as personal. You deflect feedback as projection. Third, this is one of my favorites. I do this one a lot. You discredit feedback as pharisaical. Now, you know what pharisaical means, right? A Pharisee, it's one of those terms in the Bible. It's for someone who's fake, someone who is acting all pious and pompous and holy and right, but they're not right. They're, they're faking it. They look like they're being godly or whatever, but actually they're sinners, right? Like they're, they're phony. They're misrepresenting. They're, they're Pharisees, right? You, you know, Jesus would get on these people, you know, you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, that that's what he's saying is a Pharisee is a hypocrite, meaning they're projecting this, but in reality, there's that. Okay. So the way that you grow in your defensiveness is you discredit the messenger. You kill the messenger. It's like, ah, oh, who are you to tell me about some character issue? Who are you to, to talk Look at your life. You got a lot of drama in your life. You know, you're, you've, you've got this problem. You've got that problem. Hey, you lost a job too. What are you, what are you, what are you offering? Don't, don't be giving me feedback on my job. See, one of the keys of being defensive is that you say, I will only listen to someone who is impeccable and lives a life of perfection, right? I mean, they got it all together. They never make a mistake. They've never slipped up. They've never made any of the mistakes they're talking to you about. So they've lived a life of perfection. That's the only people that I will learn from. It's sort of like if you're on a driving range and you watch the guy next to you slice five shots in a row, just hitting it awful. And then he turns around and says, well, I don't think you're, he talks to you. I don't think your grip is right. You'd be like, dude, uh, you can't hit it. Why should I listen to you about my game. Okay. Now there might be some truth in that for golf, but I'm telling you to be defensive. You want to have that attitude in your entire life. So you want to kill the messenger and you want to, you know, discredit what they're saying because they don't live it perfectly or they've made the same mistake. Oh, look, you know, that's the, that's the great phrase. You know, look who's talking. <laughs> look who's talking. Right. So what you're saying can't be true because you 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 make the same mistake or you're making the same mistake. 
Okay, so that's a great way to be defensive. Just, just define the feedback as coming from a Pharisee, a hypocrite, and just kill the messenger. Okay, and then lastly, this one, this is a subtle one. Okay, I, you might have a difficult time understanding this one, so let me try to explain it. But you dismiss the feedback in order to be defensive. You dismiss the feedback as pathology. Your pathology. In other words, somebody gives you feedback and you're like, yeah, you're right. I am a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, I I was raised this way. This is just, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's kind of who I am. I really am bad. I really am wrong, right? Now, when we do this, here's the fun thing about this one. It makes it sound like we're actually hearing the criticism or the feedback. Because we're sort of agreeing with it. But what we're doing is we're agreeing with it and we're just making it be like sort of, well, that's, that's, that's my junk, right? That's, uh, that's my baggage. That's, uh, that's my neurosis. That's my pathology. So even though it sounds like we're open to it, we're really not facing the issue. And we're really not going to do anything about it. We're sort of just sloughing it off and making excuses for it, right? We're, we're just justifying. We're rationalizing. We're explaining it away. So even though it sounds like we're agreeing and we're really open to the feedback, you know, thanks for offering that. I, I, I'm just, I just really got problems there and I really struggle with that and, and I'm just a bad person and I'm never going to learn and I just... I'm, I'm just trying to accept that part of me, you know? So, so this is great because there are some people that I know who think that I'm really open to their feedback, you know? And that all I do is, is I just make it negative because this is kind of part of, part of me where I, I, I have like a negative self-image and I, I just let the feedback sort of feed that part of me because, you know, I, you know how we both have a positive and a negative self-image. They both live within us. You know, I'm a good person. But then you got this little silent part of you that knows you're kind of neurotic or kind of messed up. And so you can get feedback and you can agree with it, but have no intention of doing anything about it. It's just, I just have an excuse. This, I am just justifying it because I was raised this way or, you know, I went through some awful things when I was in my childhood. So this, uh, you know, it, this is kind of what I do, you know, um, Right. So that one is a little sneaky about how you can appear to be open to feedback, but you're actually not going to do anything with it because you're just defining it as your pathology. You're just making excuses for it. So that's a great way to be defensive in a way that people might not pick up on it. But, but you'll know because you don't ever do anything about whatever issue it is. You just wallow in the excuse and you, you justify it and then you continue doing all the things you're doing, which ends up making you single and keeping you single and ruining all your relationships. Okay? So there you go. If you want to know how to stay single, take your ego's inclination toward defensiveness because we all have an ego. I mean, I it's my name. I'm such an egomaniac. I, you know, it's my name. But we all have an ego. 
And by definition, the ego is defensive. You, you can't have an ego that's not defensive, that they're the same thing. They're synonymous words. So you are defensive to some degree. I'm just here to tell you, if you really want to fuck up your relationships and your career and, you know, pretty much everything else, then work at being more defensive, not less, right? Do not try to adopt the motto, how is it true? See, that's what curious people do. They try to have the commitment that I'm going to meet every experience and every bit of feedback, my initial knee-jerk reaction, believe it or not, okay, the initial knee-jerk reaction is how is it true rather than defending and being right and protecting my self-image. The curious person, the person really that ends up learning things and growing and then having better relationships and better career and, you know, better connections, that's the person who, who takes the difficult step of meeting every bit of feedback with, how is it true? Ouch. How is it true? Oh, it doesn't fit my self-image. I don't like to open up to the possibility that that could be true of me, that maybe I'm judgmental or I'm insecure or I'm needy or I don't like men or that I'm lonely or that I'm mean-spirited or that my anger is – or my my humor is veiled sarcasm and anger, right? Uh, I, you know, don't if, – if somebody were to say that to you, like, I think you make a lot of jokes where you're not trying to be funny. I think it's a sideways attempt at expressing anger. Like, I think you're actually anger, but it comes out as humor. See – you got to be defensive with that. When you hear something like that, first of all, take it personal. They're attacking you, right? And then say, oh, you're projecting. You do that. And that's why you think I do. So I'm just going to dismiss that. Or, you know, go with the pharisaical thing. Like, who are you to tell me? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, look at your life. Well, you know, right? Or just make it your pathology. Well, you know, I was raised and as a as a as a young person I had to use my humor to survive dangerous areas and you know in my family you could never really express anger directly. You kinda had to do it sideways in order to, you know, not get in trouble. So you just make excuses for what you're continuing to do now. That's how you become dis- defensive. And then you will end up, you know, alone and not in good relationships and stuff like that. So don't fall into the the desire of meeting every experience, positive or negative, with the initial knee-jerk response of how is it true? I know it's true. I just can't see it because I want to find my blind spots because I'm more concerned with learning and growing than I am in protecting the image of I have I have for myself. That's what a person of curiosity is really about. They're just more interested in learning than they are protecting how they or the world sees them. Okay? So fuck that. That's, I mean, come on now. I mean, that's going to lead to good relationships and breakthroughs and aha moments and life change. Uh, And I'm just here to tell you, if you want to have a sucky life, then respond to anything with, oh, that's a personal attack. Oh, you're just projecting. 
oh, who are you to talk? Pharisee, hypocrite. Or, oh, you know, it's just my pathology. It's just the way I am, right? So there you go. I want to say thank you to Roy for having me on. And, you know, I have a lot more things that I could teach you guys about how to stay single and how to ruin your life life. So here's what I want you to do. If you've liked this, if you've really enjoyed me, well, then send Roy an email and say, no, I would really like to hear more from that guy. <laughs> I, I would really like to hear more of the ways that I can ruin my life. I mean, that's, that's really important to me. Have him on again. Maybe have him do a two or three or a five-part series. You know, five ways to ruin your love life. I mean, that, that sounds exciting, doesn't it not? So give Roy some feedback. If you like this, he'll do it again. Um, and so thank you to Roy. And, and right now I'll turn the microphone back over. And I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Be defensive. Come on. This is ego be single saying, be like me. Well, all right. So, man, I don't know what you think of, of that guy, but all right. I gave equal time. And uh, I even appreciated how at the very end there, he sort of, you know, shared my perspective on curiosity versus defensiveness. And so I'll just leave that up to you. So, um, and I do agree with what he said there at the end. If, if you want to hear more from this guy, because I mean, I just, I want to have people listen to the podcast and learn things. And if you want to hear more, more podcasts that, um, a bit of a reverse psychology. You just let me know. <laughs> All right. Until next week. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.